So hello, uh, my name is David Carley. I'm one of the core surgical trainees at Queen's Medical Centre in Nottingham. Um, again here with uh, Mr. Singh, one of our consultants, and today we'll be talking through a commonly um, confronted topic, which is hydroseal. So uh, Mr. Singh, first of all, can you kick us off with uh, what is a hydroseal exactly? Thank you very much. Hydroseal in the children is a collection of fluid around the testes, which is secondary to patent processes vaginalis. This is very different from the adult hydroseals because in children, as I mentioned, it is patent processes vaginalis, which is small enough for the intra-abdominal fluid to track from the abdomen into the scrotal cavity, but not large enough to let the intestine come because if the intestine comes, then it will become a hernia. And that's just the basically the track that the testicle comes down through the inguinal canal to get to the scrotum. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And in most of the babies, this tract will close after the birth, but if it remains open, but it's tiny enough for the fluid to come, it causes hydrocele. Yeah, and you're saying if it's bigger, then it, then you have basically a hernia, so the classic inguinal hernia. Absolutely, the indirect inguinal hernia that you get in kids. Yeah, and then there is a entity which is in between the hernia and hydrocele, and we call it a fluid hernia. When the hydrocele is secondary to the patent process vaginalis, which is big enough. For the fluid to float in uh, to and fro between abdomen and scrotum, we call it a fluid hernia. Okay, fine. And so you're saying you can get, you can obviously get hydrocele's in adults as well. So how would these differ from the ones that you see in kids? The adult hydrocele's are not secondary to patent processes vaginalis. They can be idiopathic hydrocele or secondary to underlying pathology. But patent processes vaginalis is not an issue. And we can talk later about the adolescent hydroceles, which are more like adult hydroceles. Okay, fine, good. And w with these children, what, how would you want to approach them or investigate these, these kids? First is to confirm the diagnosis. One of the differential diagnoses between the hydroceles is a hernia. Mm -hmm. The difference between the hydroceles and the hernia is that you can reduce the hernia but you cannot reduce the hydroseal. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is that in case of hydroseal, you can reach above the swelling unless it is a rare abdominal scrotal hydroseal. Okay. Whereas in hernia, you can't reach above the swelling, swelling because it is an inguinoscrotal pathology rather than just a scrotal pathology. Yeah. The third thing which is very important to remember is that transillumination of hydroseal in children does not have a role because even an, a hernia in a small child can't transillumate. So that is why we don't do transillumination. Right, and that's uh, when we use like a pen torch to and turn the lights out and see that the basically the scrotum lights up and that would be quite useful in adults but we wouldn't do it in kids it's because it's because even the hernia factor. Yes, because even the hernia can transillumate. Yeah. Okay, and so uh, you've done your examination and the got a unilateral scrotal swelling. Are there any investigations that you want to do after that? As I mentioned, hydroseal is a clinical diagnosis. So all you do is confirm it clinically that you can reach above the swelling. It is fluctuant and it can't be reduced. Now there is a role of ultrasound in certain cases of hydroseals where it is difficult to distinguish it from the inguinal hernia. For example, you have a large hydroseal which is except extending into the inguinal canal. The other indication for ultrasound, which we can talk later on, is hydroseals in the older children, especially in the adolescent, because of the underlying pathology. And sometime, 
you do an ultrasound in a hydrocele in the female, which are called the hydrocele of the canal of NUC. So what's that exactly? It is exactly a counterpart of the male hydrocele and it is present in the females. Okay. Fine, so uh, you confirmed the child has a hydrocele, say they're six months old. Uh, would you want to operate on them straight away or what would you do? The hydrocele's the ideal age for hydrocele operation is between two and three years of age. The reason you don't want to operate before the age of two years is that Firstly, there is quite a bit of hydrocele's which can spontaneously close on their own. And secondly, leaving a hydrocele till the age of two is not harmful to the underlying testes. And three, the anesthesia and the operative care is more easy at the age of two years. So usually it is two to three years, but in my own practice, I would operate at the age of two. Okay, fine. And with the actual operation, what does that involve? Because the hydrocele in the child is secondary to patent processus vaginalis, the operation for the hydrocele is similar to the operation of hernia. So unlike the adult hydrocele's, which are operated through the scrotal incision, the hydrocele's in the children are operated through an inguinal incision. So you give an inguinal incision, you open the inguinal canal, you hook the cord structures, you separate the patent processes vaginalis from testicular vessels and vas, making sure there is no injury to these delicate structures. And then you ligate the patent processes vaginalis. You don't try to dissect or excise the distal sac. However, you can aspirate the flute. Rather, you should aspirate the flute or if possible safely, you should just make a nick into the distal sac to open it widely so that the fluid does not accumulate. And there are a few special circumstances to consider. So you were saying earlier that you can get these uh, hydrocele's in adolescence. So, and that that'd be more like the hydrocele's that you'd see in adults. So what's going on there exactly? In the adolescent, the hydrocele's are more like adult hydrocele's. In other words, they are not associated with any patent processes vaginalis, but I would divide them into two categories. One is that they could be idiopathic hydrocele's like you find in the adults, where there is no underlying pathology in the testis, or they could be hydrocele's present in the adolescent secondary to a testicular pathology, and most common being a testicular tumor. So that is why when you are dealing with the adolescent hydrocele, you must do an ultrasound to look for underlying testes because otherwise you will miss a testicular tumor and you will end up operating on a testicular tumor through a scrotal incision, which is not an ideal situation. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to do a scrotal incision in these children because should do the England approach to prevent any sort of spread. If there is, tumor. you're absolutely right. If there is any suspicion of an underlying testicular tumor, then you never operate through the scrotal incision, but you operate them through the inguinal incision. Another thing you'd want to do a urine dip, obviously, in these children as well, just because you can get a secondary hydrocele if you had like an epididymolchitis or something like that as well. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. In epididymolchitis is a very, very, uh, I would say, a diagnosis to be made with exclusion because common things common is testicular torsion or 
dotted hydrated of morgagni rather than epidid morcitis okay fine uh, another thing you were talking about was um, the abdominal abdominal scrotal hydrocele so I understand that's quite different and it's not one of these standard ligation of PPV operations that you'd do it's more of a sort of all day list kind of case so what uh, can you tell us a bit more about that that's yeah. right that's a very good question as we said the natural history of congenital hydrocele is that it remains stable or it can slowly decrease in size over a passage of time however if you have a hydrocele in a child which is let's say 6 months or 1 year or even smaller which is increasing steadily in size becoming larger and more tense and extending into the inguinal canal that should raise the suspicion about a abdominoscrotal hydrocele and then it needs special examination techniques to confirm the diagnosis okay and uh, so what would those techniques be the there are two techniques one is very simple it is called spring back ball sign so what you do here is that you elicit this sign by squeezing and emptying the hydrocele into the inguinal canal and as you release the pressure on the scrotum the scrotal hydrocele fill, refills again so that is a very classical sign however it is only present in early hydrocele's but it is a very consistent sign but if it is a advanced abdominoscrotal hydrocele then you can do what you call a uh, you put a pressure on the abdominal component and you will see enlarging of the scrotal component and when you put pressure on the scrotal component you will see the enlargement of the abdominal component and this is not very consistent but it is present in the late hydrocele and is there any role for ultrasound in these patients these are the patients where you can do ultrasound if your physical examination is doubtful and you have two types of ultrasound one is a static ultrasound which gives you a static picture of abdominal and scrotal component but you can do a dynamic ultrasound also where you elicit this findings while squeezing the scrotum so that you can see the abdominal component enlarging or you squeeze the abdomen and you see the scrotal component enlarging okay and what would be the management of these patients there are no clear recommendations until recent reports of regression or spontaneous restoration were extreme resolution were extreme, extremely rare and the surgeon used to operate on them soon after the diagnosis however there is a change of thinking now and surgeons can wait up to 3 to 6 months before the child becomes bigger enough because it is a complex and complicated operation and these are the hydrocele which do not affect the growth of the testis yeah And, and so you you wouldn't want to wait for two years or anything like that with these patients. It'll be a bit bit sooner. Yeah, it will be a bit sooner because they are big, they are uncomfortable, and uh, they can become very tense. Yeah. And what was the actual operation involved exactly? This is a much more complex operation than a simple patent processus vaginalis, which is done for a simple hydrocele. So, best thing is that you do a laparoscopy. So. with laparoscopy you confirm the diagnosis by seeing the intra abdominal component you also make sure that there is no associated hernia which you miss at the time of the repair and you can look at the contradictory inguinal ring so once you have done the laparoscope then the approach is through the inguinal skin incision but you have to be very careful that you do not injure the vas and vessels and you sometimes leave a little bit of sac attached to the vas and vessels rather than risking any injury 
The other thing to remember is that in the treatment in the post-operative period, they will usually present with a hydrocele, but it is not recurrent hydrocele, but it is secondary to the operative edema. And most of the time, these hydrocele settle on their own. So a recurrent hydrocele after an operation for an abdominal scrotal hydrocele does not mean a recurrence and it should be observed for a very long time rather than jumping on a re-operation. And for, I almost forgot, uh, there are patients who have an acute hydrocele. So can you walk us through that, if that's all right? Yeah, acute hydrocele is where the hydrocele presents over a period of a few hours or a day, and it is usually symptomatic in the form of pain and discomfort. Now, acute hydrocele can be secondary to a pathology in the scrotum, which means a pathology in the underlying testis, or more importantly, it could be from an intra-abdominal pathology. For example, in a premature babies, if you find an acute dark-colored hydrocele, it could be secondary to an intestinal perforation. Mm -hmm. So the message is that you must examine the abdomen in acute hydrocele in older child or in adolescent, or when you're suspecting that it is uh, secondary to intra-abdominal pathology. Now, if it is a secondary to pathology in the scrotum, it could be from torsion of the testes, or it could be from the torsion of the appendage of the testes, or it could be from the underlying epididymorchitis. One of the classic histories with uh, patients with hydrocele is that they have a viral upper respiratory tract infection, and they get a secondary hydrocele from that. So is this does that fall under the same? It falls same under the category? same thing, but as I said, common things common. You must exclude underlying testicular pathology, and you must exclude any intra-abdominal pathology in all the cases of acute hydrocele. And the viral cause should be the cause of exclusion once you have excluded all the other things. Yeah. But my main message is the way we say that no abdominal examination is complete without the inguinoscrotal regions examination. The vice versa is also true because of the acute nature of hydrocele secondary to abdominal pathology. So no scrotal examination is complete unless it is accompanied by a abdominal examination. Perfect. Good. And that's something that's sort of a bit neglected in medical teaching, at least in my experience, that um, you're, you're always taught to examine the external genitalia for an abdominal exam, but a lot of the time if someone comes in with an acute scrotum potentially, people just go straight for the dental examination and completely avoid the abdomen. So I think that's a good point to uh, finish on. So yeah, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. And look forward to the next one. Thank you for listening to another podcast brought to you by School of Surgery. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at School of Surgery, on iTunes, on Podomatic at schoolofsurgery.podomatic.com. And finally, by searching School of Surgery on YouTube. Thank you very much and see you next time.